Mudbug. What up, what up? Leno the Wave Guy, welcome in to season two of Do-Rags and Stethoscopes. Do you think I remember what we're talking about? I don't remember what the hell we're talking about. Anyways, we're looking at our favorite sports moments and why they're your favorite sports moments. Shock uh, will probably say something about the Panthers, and Lit will probably have nothing to pick from because all of his sports teams are failures. Uh, speaking of failure, we're going back 20 years. That's like 2003. You know, we were still in grade school trying to figure out what we would tell our young selves back in 2003. What conversation would we have with ourselves? I'm telling, I'm letting you guys know what I'm seasick about this week, starting off the season. Um, yeah, that's I, you might want to stick around for that. That's not going to be very fun to talk about. Uh, Medical minute this week. Speaking of being sick, we're doing talking about cancer screening and their importance. People, make sure your peoples are go getting checked for cancer. It's serious out here. And last but not least, we're in the kitchen with Chef Shimbo, not with anybody else. So don't call us talking about we biting off of anybody else, anybody's recipe. This is directly from the chef. You heard it here first. Enjoy. Do racks and stethoscopes. We out. My vision is a bag in my white coat. Leno got his do rag and lick. Got his stethoscopes. Welcome to. Do racks and stethoscopes. Welcome to. Do racks and stethoscopes. If you not me when they crash, current strong, it's a rip. If you not feeling well, I might just have to write a script. Welcome to Do Rags and Stethoscope. Welcome to Do Rags and Stethoscope. People are going to think that that's business as usual. What's up, what's up? Welcome into season two of Do Rags and Stethoscopes. As always, I am the Lit MD here with Leno the Wave. We acting different in season two. We singing introductions and stuff now. That's what we do. always, always got to sing it for the boys on the production team of Brick and Shrock. Yeah, season two different. I'm in Vegas now, baby. Uh, oh, your boy about to be in Florida too, drinking Florida water. Me and Kodak already got my grill set up. I got three dreadlocks growing up. What else, Squirrel baby? Shouldn't have cut them off in the first place. Well, the ones in the middle, they didn't they didn't get cut off. They fell out. So I was like, well. well. Yeah, I won't go and say that. You ain't had to say all that. You ain't had to get the details. I was going to let you live, bro. Oh, it don't bother me. It never has, never will. Right? But how y'all been? Y'all good? Oh, I'm down bad right now. Not going to lie. I'm down pretty bad right now gonna be a long summer for me warriors are down i can't indulge in my favorite pastime right now shout out to fluvanna county i hate you fluvanna county but anyways other than that life's great do better no we're definitely not yeah definitely not singing drake today shock how you been Man, I'm good, man. We we got Bryce Young. Panthers got Bryce Young. I'm I'm cool with it. Uh Carolina sports suck in general, so only thing I can cheer for now are the Canes. So now fucking hockey. Motherfuckers beating each other. Shit's pretty lit, not gonna lie. 
Real quick, uh, I want show I want show honest opinion about being bigger than your starting quarterback right now. You think your starting quarterback <laughs> can take an NFL hit and be able to get up and live to talk about it? Yeah, man, he'll be all right. I mean, Darren Sproles played in the league. He was a damn good ass motherfucking player, and he was Darren, a little ass bitch. Darren Sproles, cornerback, like. Muscle hamster. Nah, but yes. you, made, you made the point about the size. So I gave a comparison. Someone smaller. Someone <laughs> At a completely smaller. different position. Obviously, positions are different, but he ain't saying about the position. He says size. Now, if it's we want to talk about position, is that what we're going at? We doing that? <laughs> I'm just talking about in general because I remember RG3 was too small when he came out of college, and we see what happened to RG3. Well, that was because of Haloti Nata. That wasn't necessarily because of RG3 size. That's because he picked the biggest player on the field to try to run away from. So Cam Jordan, what's his name? Cam Jordan, New Orleans. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Vita Vea is Haloti Nata on steroids in Tampa Bay. I will say that the Steelers got the toughest quarterbacks. I mean, Mason Rudolph took a helmet to the dome and came back. You know my quarterback's off. I can't even talk. He's talking about thinking about retiring. What a bitch. <laughs> All right, Brick. You got anything? How you been? What's the update on life, bro? So, since the last time I was on the show, I moved from Tennessee and back out in Las Vegas, Nevada, chilling. It's Almost 100 degrees. We already hit 100 a couple of times. You can hear Baby B in the back screaming and yelling. Drinking Kool-Aid. Mm. Life is good, man. I miss some Kool-Aid. That sounds good. <laughs> I ain't had Kool-Aid in forever. Steve, I had to put the cup down. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> okay, Wheezy. <laughs> All right, well, hey, we got some stuff that we wanted to talk about for our listeners and for the people. Um, we love to talk about sports on here. So, you know, there's been some classic games in the NBA playoffs, uh, especially that 50 piece game seven with, uh, Steph is one that, you know, we won't forget. There's some other memorable moments that have been going down. Jason Tatum then came up and dropped a 51 point game seven. So I just wanted to talk about sports in general. It doesn't have to be basketball, but I wanted to get everybody's favorite sports moment and why, like, what was it about it? Was it the fact that it was your team, something that you feel like you'll never see again, but let me just hear your favorite sports moments. I don't. I don't like sports. I I don't watch sports at all. I've got no favorite sports moments. What are sports? So the Jimmy Clausen draft wasn't your favorite. Or... <laughs> yo, can we? Yo, stop, bro. Stop. Bro. Y'all ain't gonna keep coming at my teams like that, nah, bro. Yo, he was bigger than Bryce. I mean, man. <laughs> all right, I'll go first. If we talk about right. favorite sports moment, go ahead. Go. Let me hear it. Watching it live. Because if you're not watching it live, then it probably won't be that good. Alabama, Auburn. When it bounced off the goalpost and Auburn took it back. Because also that same Kick year. Six. Yeah. Also that same year, Ole Miss beat Bama. So it was a hype time because I thought, you know, Ole Miss might have been doing something. We didn't do nothing. But that was a great game. So that was an amazing moment. Okay. So you were you there for that game? No, nah, I was just watching on TV. It was like a year okay. or two after I graduated. 
Oh, for sure, for sure. All right, so kick six, Auburn, Bama. Uh, who next? Who next? What y'all got? Kick six gets an honorable mention for me. I probably that's probably the one game I regret that I didn't sit down and watch. Like I had the opportunity to sit and watch, but I was like, Auburn sucks. They're not going to even. It's not going to be a good game. And then the kick six happened. My two, I got two. First moment has been basketball season. Got to be Oracle Arena. We believe Warriors. Baron Davis dunking on Andre Carolingo. Made mm-hmm. me a Warriors fan. Had to pledge mm-hmm. my allegiance at that moment. Warriors fans since 07. They went on to lose the rest of the games in the series. But I was like, fuck it, I'm a Warriors fan now. And then the number, that's like that's my number two. My number one all-time favorite sports moment. Antonio Holmes in the corner. What was that Ooh. Super Bowl? What Super Bowl was that? It was in 43? the 40s, right? In the 40s. Yeah. I think it was 43. Game winner. In perfect pass. Phoenix, perfect right? catch. Nah, it was in, um, I think it was in Tampa, but we played Arizona. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that one in the corner. To win the, to win the Super Bowl, a toe tap. Tony toe tap. Come on, man. All right. Shot. You're muted. When for me, all right, I got a couple. First, for care App State taking out fucking Michigan Wolverines, dog. Ooh. For Carolina, that was crazy, bro. Oh yes, shit was nuts, dog. Like. Seen that shit? That was crazy. At the Next, big house. exactly. Next would be Ron Artest, uh, and the mayhem. All that that shit. That was crazy, bro. So malice. Yeah, malice in the palace, bro. I remember that. <clears throat> All right. Got his shoes on the sideline. That was sick. Um, <laughs> what was his name? Jermaine O'Neal when he like slid into old boy. You gotta have friends like Jermaine O'Neal and Steven Jackson that's willing to when you do some crazy shit Jack like five. that, that's willing to follow up behind you like that. Yo, if they Jermaine even, O'Neal did not slip, he would have killed that guy. I thought he, he hit him harder him. when he slipped. No, because you see he slipped and he was falling backwards. If he would have like come through, over, lights out, he's going to jail. <laughs> okay. Okay. Big facts. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. So for me, my one of one top of the top is got to be the Miami Miracle. I mean, watching years and years of Dolphins games where it was just garbage after garbage and the season wasn't even that special. But the fact that the Patriots were so good that season and I am not going to be like LeBron and be like, oh, I saw that coming by any means. But I did see that Gronk was in at free safety. And I was like, what are they doing? I guess they think we're doing a jump ball. We throw the underneath, lateral, lateral, Kenyon Drake gets it. And there was not a better feeling than to see Gronk trying to take an angle on Kenyon Drake for a tackle. I remember diving. I broke my whole mattress because I just ran, yelled, and jumped on the bed. Broke it. Too happy. I wanted all you the know, smoke that day. You know how sorry your franchise has to be if just a regular season fluke of a play is your greatest sports moment of all time. I kind of feel bad for you, bro. That's really sad. At least I've been to my franchise's games. I've lived in my franchise's city. You've still never been to California. Hey, 
Hey, look, I'm just saying you're you're so, such a heavy you're such a heavy Warriors so, fan, right? You you're, became you're, a Warriors fan off of a dunk. See, I didn't even give you no grief, but now so you cool. you welcome this. You welcome so cool. this. You yeah, to man. I'm cool. Yes, because that's you're my so team. Cool. That's literally my hey. team. In 07, how old were you? How old was I? 13. So you've had that many years to get your tail to California to see again. Have you even seen a live Warriors game, like in person? Dog, I haven't even been across the Mississippi. No, I'm lying. I have been across the Mississippi River. I'm not very well traveled. Don't. Hey. Not all of us can go to med school and be doctors and shit and just hop on a plane when we want to or be in the military and go across, oh, halfway oh, across so, the world. So, hold up. So, it's his fault you're dumb? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second, bitch. <laughs> Where my $100 at? I, I knew. We about to get straight to the CC. See, yeah, I knew right, see, the smoke was coming. See, this, this, this is where we going? All right. You hey, we, let, folks, let me, let me set it for the people. We have some animosity on the pod because our, our Warriors super fan, who's never been to a Warriors game, managed to put, blood, put it all on the line. $100. What I really, it's not even about the money. It's about if, Shock, I wish you could have been there to see the energy that Leno had about that hundred dollars. He wanted all. He was willing to bet the house. He was talking to everybody. He wanted it with everyone. I knew it was going to Game Seven. I just knew it was. But that's it's what he said. Point. He had a jersey on. He had his jorts. He had his jorts on. Thigh high. <laughs> Nigga, I'm talking about. He had everything going. Wait, shorts, relax. Now you just Wait, so, bullshit. so you knew it was going to go to Game Seven. But oh, I knew it was going to Game Seven. But, but then that we were way. down twenty points very quickly. And they say that way. Hey, can I can I take a moment to give we did a um honorable mention. I have an honorable mention for worst sports moment of all time. And this will cut deep to everybody. Even even Brick will feel this one. Hampton Sydney W and L. Triple overtime. The kick that never was. <laughs> the kick oh, that never was. The kick that never was, dog. <laughs> Oh, that goes down in the record books. Never have liked a kicker ever since. Uh, shout out to shout out to Max. He was cool, but he, I can't believe he missed a fourteen yard field goal. Yeah, what the fuck happened, dog? Oh man, I remember when W and L stormed the field. All those white guys and that one black dude with dreads that never played. I just felt so bad. I was like, we lost to them. <laughs> we lost to that team. The least Zero. diverse team to ever play football. Look like Zero. the 1884 Patriots. I'm talking about. Come on. Ugh. All right, y'all. Man, you about, man, it's about to be a lot of anger and animosity in this fucking podcast episode, dog. Whew, I'm, I'm biting my tongue, man. I'm my well, tongue, you know, it's man. season two, so we dog. bring all the smoke. We ain't holding nothing back in season two. Hey, fuck everything. No. <laughs> That's how we felt after that game. And then the I, and then the thing about nah, 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 you mean fuck everything for real? My mom, my mom drove all the way out to Lexington to that game. I got on the bus. I didn't even say anything to them after we lost that game. I was on the bus and they were they were calling me, looking for me, like Jalen, where are you? I'm on the bus, ma. Don't I don't want to talk to y'all. I mean, 
I appreciate y'all coming out here, but I don't want to talk. I'm an <laughs> oh, advocate she ain't come for on like that. she ain't come she, on the bus and snatch your ass. She damn near came on the bus and snatched my ass off the bus. Mm-hmm. She definitely pulled up on me like nigga, you getting off the bus and at least go say hi. I know. I feel like I'm an advocate for kickers having their own locker rooms for that exact reason. They get their own practice field. They don't have to do the conditioning. They do. They get to do all that. They should have their own locker room for their safety. I'm an advocate of for their safety, taking them out of the whole sport. <laughs> Just go for two every time. Like the XFL. Just go one, two, or three. Let's do it. That, that is real, it. though, because what I would say, if that rule changed, I mean, at least, because no, you know, it's I like no, 11. No, hold no, on. Hear me. Listen, no. listen. Stop. Right, stop right. doing that. Let me let me talk. You give you give your eleven players that you've been riding with all four quarters the chance, right? If they don't make it, you can have a, a even if it's a botch snap, you can't you know you try to put it all in the center, but like you don't hate a center. But if you miss a kick, there's one person whose fault that is. You botch a snap, you don't just blame the center. Throw a throw a ball that's just like over everybody's head, you don't just blame the quarterback. Receiver drops a pass, you don't just blame the receiver because you know they've been working the whole game. When a kicker misses a kick, now I'll let you say. What were you saying? I hate that rule because if you're going to be a kicker and you're going to be a professional, quote unquote, kicker, and your only job is to kick, get in there and kick and make the goddamn field goal. It's, it's that simple. It ain't it ain't a whole lot of rocket science to it. Just make the kick. And it'd be better if he missed like a 58-yarder, right, of like yeah, you just I come up short, like you. not enough legs. Yeah, I can live with that. Or I can live with it not with you not being accurate from fifty five plus. I can live with that. That's I can't live with you. I can't live with you missing an extra point. I can't. I'm not cool with you missing an extra point at all. That shit unacceptable. Anything really under is. thirty, you miss anything under thirty yards, you gotta get fired. They gotta fire you right there as you're coming to the side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what they should do in the pro- in NFL. Yeah. Like old boy for the uh, the Cowboys, right? Old boy for the Cowboys missed like five or something like that. Yeah, like the the next Joe Buck should have been like, and you see Maher walking to the locker room now, and he's gone. (laughs) And he's gone. It's all gone. Yeah, he's been out of there. All right, we're just gonna log in here, look at the kicker's profile, and see if he's gonna. And he's gone. And he's gone. He's gone. All right. (laughs) So we all talked about our sports moments. You know, a chance to live in the past. And then something that I was thinking about, you know, as we all age each day, everybody got, you know, bringing kids into the world and stuff like that. If you could go back 20 years, so that would be 2003, and talk to yourself in 03, what would you say? So for me, I would be, in 03, I would have been 11, going on 12. But if I if I set the scene of what I would say to myself when I was that age, right, it honestly would be... <clears throat> It'd be enjoy yourself, number one. But I feel like I did, right? Have fun. But just know that you're going to be on a long journey. But as long as you stay humble, you know, and stay prayed up, you're going to make it through that journey. That's the advice I would give myself. Now, if I could give myself like stock market advice and stuff like that, too, if that was fair, obviously I would do that financially. Of course, I'd be like, also get a little bit of that Apple, get some Google. There's going to be something called Tesla. It's going to pop up on them, get you that, get you some Lysol, because when you get to 2019, things are going to change. Get you some Lysol stock. (laughs) 
But that would be my advice to myself. What about y'all? What would you tell, you know, Leno, what would you tell little Leno? I mean, at 10 years old, I don't know what I would tell my 10-year-old self other than to stack stack my bread up. You know what I'm saying? Get a little shit, that birthday money, that Christmas money. Shit, I think I was still getting two fairy money at 10, no cap. Stack that chicken. You're going to need it down the road. Marshawn. Yeah, facts. Shout out to Marshawn Lynch. Take care of your chicken. Now, I won't take a guy. I won't worry about my chicken at 10 years old, but that would have been, you know what I'm saying, some good advice. All that, like I said, that birthday money, that Christmas money. I don't even know where that where that went. If my if my pops hears this, hey, I'm I'm gonna send you an invoice on that on that uh on that birthday and that Christmas money. Cause I need I need receipt on that. I'm with it. Shock, what would you tell Lil Shock? Granted, Lil Shock um, looked just like you do right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there was no Lil Shock ever. <laughs> ever. Shit. I mean, to you, to your point, Lil my Shock, thing was going to be... Eight hours, fuck you talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, got her in my chest. Fuck you mean, Lil Shock? Fucking, uh, I, I was going to kind of... Resi- what the fucking am I trying to say, bro? I was gonna fucking uh mirror your sentiments. Is that the fucking word? I don't even fucking yeah, know. Yeah. About fucking uh I'll give myself the lottery numbers for like the billion fucking lottery jackpots. But besides that, I would just tell myself like, hey, you a real nigga dog, and that's it. Just remember that. Everything you do, just remember you a real <laughs> nigga dog. You You'd probably real buy one. your younger self beer, wouldn't you? Huh? You buy liquor for your little self? Now my little self will buy liquor for me. <laughs> so we gonna do it, dog. <laughs> Real talk. You make your younger self take you out to eat. <laughs> that's designated yeah. driver, no bullshit. All right, let's go to the shop. We out of here. We rolling, dog. Rolling. I can see Little taking advantage of his little self. Be like, let me hold a dollar. He said, I'll stack it for you. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck were we even doing at that age? That was what, like 11, 12, was like fifth grade going on sixth grade, I think. I was 10, bro. I had to be all the way. Let me see. I was a freshman. Yeah, in 06, that was so that was like fifth, sixth grade. Yeah. Sheesh. I was in private school. That was when that was right when my parents were splitting up. So I probably would have, you know, I probably would have given myself some motivation about that. You know, it's like, look, it's going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? There's so many people that have been great without having their pops, you know, fully involved in their life. I mean, LeBron, Jane. LeBron, Jane. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's how real. He is, he is doing some amazing stuff, though. But, um, yeah, so that was a good segment, bro. I, and then another thing I wanted to do, I just want to take a chance to keep up, catch up with y'all, bro. How y'all been, like, for real? Everybody been good? No, Leno said he was down bad, but what's up, man? Talk to us. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always down bad. You know what I'm saying? I just, I got, I gotta get through this summer. You know what I'm saying? And then we'll see how some things shake back for me. But for right now, you know what I'm saying? I got, I'm another day on this side and not another day on the other side. So I count it as a win for right now. But you know what I'm saying? We, we, we trying to stay afloat right now. You feel me? So, yeah, you upright. Keep it moving. Water. Yeah. 
Shit. Trying to, try to, I'm trying, I'm underwater, motherfucker, but I know how to swim, you feel me? So we go, you know what I'm saying? I'm a, what Dory said, I'm going to keep swimming. Like Shock. Would you say Shock? Yeah, man. Float. I just can't I, swim. Yeah, man. I, I can't, I can't, I can swim. I just can't float, dog. I sink. I sink. But that's it, man. Take it day by day, man. Every day, every day you wake up, bro. It's a fucking, it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing, dog. Like shit's crazy, but shit's gonna work itself out right at the end of the day, man. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it, man. Just keep on grinding. Keep your nose on the fucking fucking ground. Keep that shit going, bro. That's it, man. Yep. Oh, That's let it. me take a moment too on a serious note to shout out. Um, you know, like in my line of work, you know, I see people pass all the time, but there was somebody like I actually made a, a pretty good connection with, and then it was tragic the way that he uh he lost his life, but it was very motivational because like the day before he passed away, he told me I was the first doctor that had ever given him any hope that he was going to be OK. And of course, like, you know, there was a tragic ending to it the next day. But just talking to his family, you know, the, the brief connection I made with his wife, like we were we were literally chopping it up about sports, um, you know, and he made my day go better. So so to you, sir, I appreciate you for the moment. You know, I knew you briefly, but. God bless to you and your family. You know, I hope the funeral arrangements and everything were in place. And, you know, I hope your wife is okay, for real. Facts. Big facts, man. You know, you know, life is short, bro. That's, but that stuff. Facts. Hey, no bullshit. Shout, shout out my dog. Y'all know, y'all know, y'all remember Jordan Anderson. Man, mm-hmm. lost his pops this week, man. No Jeez. bullshit. Yeah. Life is fucking short, man. Damn. You don't oh. know how long you don't know how long you got on this earth till your time is up, man. Shout out I my know, dog. Man. If he hear this, man, shout out to your you and your whole family, your brother Shake, Mally. You know what I'm saying? Your mama, shout out to all y'all, man. Love all mm-hmm. y'all, man. I'm you know what I'm saying I'm praying for y'all right now, heavy right now, man. I could only imagine. You know what I'm saying? Me and my pops ain't even ain't, ain't on the same page or anything to even say wavelength in the same book, you feel me? But I couldn't imagine having it, you know what I'm saying, have to put my pops in the ground so unexpectedly like this. So I'm surprised like that, man. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy for real, man. So you know what I'm saying? So shout out to them. Love y'all. You know what I'm saying? Praying for y'all right now, for real. Yep, and while we on that, R.I.P. Carlton. KD. Yeah, Carlton Davis. He was our all of our roommates. Funniest right, man in the house. Man. Hell yeah, yeah man. Got pull one out for that boy. Right. Man, you remember that water balloon fight we had? Mm-hmm. Freshman year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Carlton was wild, dude. He, but he always brightened up a room, man. That's it, man. That's it. That's it, man. Always had us going. Real so, tough. but yeah, Take man. Every, appreciate every day, man. Every time you wake up, it's a blessing, bro. It's a blessing. Mm-hmm. That's really it, man. Shit may be crazy, but you are gonna get through it. You know, that's it, bro. That's it, man. For real. You Keep wake chugging. up. You here, bro. Live every day to the fullest. Cause tomorrow ain't promised. Know what I mean, that's the truth. That's the truth. Well, you got to grind it out, man. That's what I'm hoping. Um, grind right. it out and jack it out. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
All right, we're going to switch gears a little bit. I'm going to get into my medical minute. Um, this one... This one is really, it goes for everybody, and I don't want to put the stipulations of all the, um, like, the mastery of the conception behind it, right? So, in this medical minute, I wanted to talk about cancer screening. There's, like, a bunch of guidelines, uh, data, what age you do screen, what age you don't screen. Uh, There was actually just a change from the United States Preventive Service Task Force on the screening ages for breast cancer, right? They dropped it from 50 to 40. And they were saying that more women in their 40s, more and more were getting diagnosed with breast cancer. And I always used to think, like, when I was learning this, I was like, so the woman that's 49 years and 364 days that did have breast cancer wasn't getting screened simply because somebody said you didn't need to. But what about the ones that lost their life from it? So that being said, I wanted to talk to y'all more about, like, what is a screenable cancer or, like, what is cancer screening in general? Do y'all know what, what that means? Like, when they say cancer screening? No. What does that mean? So cancer screening is basically trying to determine, you know, one, you look at risk factors. Do you have risk factors for a possible cancer? And that's going to be evaluated by taking a history. A history is something that, you know, doctors have to do all the time. Where like we come in, we ask you a bunch of questions. We're building a story. Um, You'd be surprised how many people have had like radiation exposure in childhood. Um, People that have had, you know, exposure to secondhand smoke or are smokers, Um, family history, first degree relatives, mother, father, brother, sister. They had malignancies. So that's the initial part is always the history. But beyond that, excuse me, it comes down to looking for tumors, masses, lymph nodes, those type of things. Like I ain't going to put your business out there, but one of us on the podcast, you know, they, they had to get a procedure done to look at something in the neck, which that's technically kind of a cancer screening, like fit the age group for it. But the point that I'm making is you have to be willing to first be seen because I see so day in and day out. I see so many people of color that come in. But they miss the screening, right? They come in and they're already getting diagnosed because they didn't want to get the screening. Like, for instance, a colonoscopy. Convincing a black man to get a colonoscopy is one of the most difficult things that I can do because they all have the same concept. But you ain't about to put that in my butt, bro. Like, like for real, bro. You ain't about to put that in my butt, bro. Oh God. And I'm like, why are you thinking about it like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, but that, exactly, exactly, all the time. But my my point is, I even had to talk about this with my father-in-law. Is don't think about it like that. Think about it that I'm trying to assess and find a tumor in an early stage before it's so large that you need to have your entire colon taken out and then put on a platinum-based chemotherapy with a monoclonal antibody. If you don't know what those drugs are, just watch one of those commercials where they say. They have all those happy people, you know, just jogging down the street. And then it says such and such may cause bleeding, heart attack, stroke, death, death times two, shot in the face. Family <laughs> might die. Another cancer going to come up. Infections. Tell your doctor if you've ever had lymphoma. Tell your doctor if you want lymphoma. This may cause leukemia, malaria. It might cause children to die. Like, and you're like, what's all these side effects, Right. And I deal in the world of like seeing the side effects of these strong drugs. I'm not going to sit here and advocate against them. But what I'll say is bro, I'd much rather just be like, all right, just hurry up, get the camera over with. Don't tell nobody. You're going to get this done. Get a little snip snip if there's something in there. So there's screening things that we can screen for. We can screen for lung cancer. They do that with low dose CAT scans once a year. Um, we can screen for colon cancer. We do that with colonoscopies. In women, they can screen for cervical cancer, uterine cancer. They do that with pap smears and annual exams. Um, we can screen for other, like what we call GI malignancies. Uh, for instance, y'all know heartburn? Like, Everybody know what heartburn yeah. is. I'm about to say, yeah, we know heartburn. 
25 to 30 years of uncontrolled heartburn can cause something called esophageal metaplasia, which results in esophageal adenocarcinoma, a.k.a. esophagus cancer. I've seen it. People that, you know, they don't get screened, they don't bring these things up. So my medical minute this time is to tell you, if you got an ailment, like, you know, we talked a while back about urgent, um, like urgent care versus ER and all that type of stuff. I always tell people I'd much rather have a hypochondriac than somebody that comes in at the very end. Because it's much easier to deal with somebody that's worried about their health and I tell them nothing's wrong than somebody that don't care. And then next thing you know, like, you know, I'm diagnosing them. For instance, I'm not going to put any names out there, but I had a patient that I diagnosed the other day. I got a CAT scan and they had all these spots on their bones. I was like, um, what's up with that? He's like, yeah, my back been hurting for six months. Come to find out they had malignant multiple myeloma. That's a type of cancer. It's a blood cancer, but it could have been screened and it could have been tested for. So really it just comes down to see your doctor. If you got something, bring it up. And if they tell you you're good, you're good. Right. But at least bring that up to them the same way that, you know, you know, hey, if little man, if I was to pull up on you and be like something hurts, you at least. At the very least, you're going to look at it. Let me see it. If there's a bone sticking out, you're like, oh, damn. That's not, let's get that fixed. Yeah, if you don't see nothing, you're like, ah. So, you know, that's my medical minute. So, not to make this about myself. No, you good. Go but, for it. But, um, yeah, that's a big, I'm stuck in between the rock and the hard place that is going and getting rescreened or just getting it, like, rechecked out. Or, I don't know, getting on some type of normal screening schedule. I don't know if that's something. I would assume that that's something that I should do. But I am, I'm going to keep it a band with you, bro. Scares the shit out of me thinking like, all right, I am either high risk or there is something in me that could turn into something. There's still something in there that could turn into something that's going to take me up out of here. Like that shit keeps me up at night type shit. So I, yeah. am I, is that something that I need to be looking at as far as doing regularly? Is that something that I need to, like, if it starts bothering me or if I even think it's bothering me, I'll convince myself that it's bothering me just to, you know what I'm saying, go take a look at it. But is that something that I should be regularly checking up on? My answer is to have the discussion with your doctor. You know, they're the ones that can see the pathology from when you initially had the first, you know, part taken out. They're the ones that can evaluate and tell you, do you need to be screened for this? Right. That's why I said with the guidelines, I'm not going to bore y'all with the age and the type of screening. I just want y'all to know that you bring that up, that exact question that you have, because what I've had to tell patients and this is a part of what you're talking about right now. And I've had to tell this to the men, you know, what I'm saying like for you, you know, you got a son, you got to go at least 13 more years to even see him graduate, bro. That's 13 years that you got to get it together. What you don't want to do is put it off because you're afraid. And then seven years from now, something pop up that you could have had checked out five years ago and you're at risk of not even making it. Because I've had people literally tell me they want to fight to make it to their child's graduation. So that's just an anecdotal portion of it. But that's me saying, have a conversation, let a medical professional give you your guidance and go from there. Right. People miss screening all the time, but it's not the it's not the issue of missing screening. It's when you repetitively miss screening. Fear is fear. It's understandable to be worried about something when it comes to your health, but it's a it's a false truth that a lot of people unfortunately believe in when you say I ain't sick if I ain't get diagnosed. I mean, that's true. Right. Like I've seen people that have had a heart attack and they didn't even know it and they never got checked out and they have the aftermath. So like I ain't had no heart attack. I like, oh, you did. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it didn't. You, you just didn't pick up on it. 
people that have had small strokes, and we see it on CAT scans. I tell them, like, you had a stroke. They said, what? For real? But they recovered. Yeah, you'd be surprised. It all depends on the area that it hit. It's all random. But as a man of color, get yourself checked out, bro. At least have the conversation with the doctor. What's up? What's good, Shock? So this may be a dumb question. No dumb questions, bro. What's up? Uh, is a physical the same thing? Yeah. So okay. a physical is the opportunity for them to do just an overall evaluation of your body and your health to see if you need a further workup, right? So, like, if I do a physical exam on somebody and say they give me, I want to guess something gross, say, okay, I'm doing a physical exam on somebody and I'm listening to the lungs and then I hear something when I'm listening to the lungs. I'm like, why does this one lobe sound like this? Like, I've had people where it just sounds dull. Like, you can hear air move in and out, and then one area you don't. Okay, so that's the screening, right? I'm like, okay, well, we need to check this out. Then I get the x-ray. Hmm, you got an area where you have a pocket of fluid in there. Is that pneumonia? Is that malignancy? Is that incidental? I don't know. Let me work it up further. Then, you know, I get a CAT scan. CAT scan shows that it's, let's call it a pleural effusion. And they also show that you have a nearby nodule. Okay, you have a nodule. We check the nodule out. Oh, it's it's a single lymph node that is cancer. You can resect that. We resect that single nodule out, and then you're good, right? But that's what I mean about the screening. That's why it's so important to to screen for these things because you can be caught up like that and take that exact same story I gave you and then flip it. I hear an area of your lung that doesn't sound right. I get a chest X-ray. Oh, it ain't nothing there. It was a little bit of atelectasis that reinflated. You know what I'm saying? But let let them let them do that for you. You know what I'm saying? Like in your car, if you hear a noise in your whip, you might take it in for a diagnostic or you could just wait until something bad happens to the whip. It's your choice. I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, I did that with my last car. That's why I now have a truck. Yeah. But that's good to know, man. For real, yeah. Like, shit, I I realize that health's fucking important, man. Like, mm-hmm. again, said, every day is not fucking promise, man. And mm-hmm. In order for us to make sure we try and make it to that next day so we can be there for for our loved ones and shit, we got to take care of our fucking health. So I've scheduled my first physical this past week, actually, for the first time. And damn, since I since I graduated, him to Sydney, man. So I got to yeah, about to say you better than me because I'm still I'm still I still owe somebody. My sister said I have to get a physical this year. So I'm still on the docket to get one and I ain't done it yet. Don't, don't be afraid. For real, don't be afraid to get screened. Don't be afraid to get checked out. Because like I said, it's a, it, it doesn't take long to do. You get it done, and then you go from there, right? If you get the clean bill of health, you do. But if you don't, you gotta. people always think about, I got bad news from the doctor. I'm trying to get people to think, or how about this? The doctor picked up on something before it got worse. Because I've seen people come in at the end of these processes, and bro, I'm telling you, when you get to the end of these things, you know, like, like some people will come in because they have a little bit of blood in their bowel movement. OK, other people will come in because they lost consciousness because they went into hemorrhagic shock. It's like, you know, those are very different presentations that could represent the exact same situation. So really, mm-hmm, they could both be like a, a colon cancer, a tumor. You get your colonoscopy and you screen it. People get polyps cut out all the time. But polyps, when they grow and they proliferate, then they may start to bleed if they outgrow their blood supply. Oh, I got a little bit of blood in my bowel movement versus it keeps growing. It keeps growing, becomes this exophytic mass and boom, you perforate. You go into emergency surgery. You wake up without a colon. Like, bro, I'm telling you, I've seen some stuff 
in the hospital. So I'm like, damn. Wake up without a colon. What type of shit is that? No they lost consciousness <laughs> because they were hemorrhaging, and then they had to have an emergent colectomy. Oh. Yeah. And it's like, if you would have got your colonoscopy, you could have avoided that. They could have picked up on it earlier. Hey, do they at least give you, like, a lollipop after a colonoscopy? Something, like... Do they give you a lollipop after a colonoscopy? They give you a a clean bill of health. Amy, take me out for dinner or some shit. Like, I don't know, bro. Like, (laughs) that's why. That right there is why. Niggas is not trying to get a colonoscopy. Like, I feel you, but that's why. All right, well, you know what you know what you do get during the colonoscopy? You, you ever heard of midazolam or Versed? Probably not, right? You heard of Xanax? What? You heard of Xanax? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Oh, you see, they got real excited about this. Yeah. They got real excited about this Xanax. Oh, he walking. Look at him. I'm looking at my... Go ahead. Walk. Come here. Hey, come here, bro. Go ahead. Come on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Big steps on him. <laughs> Big steps on him. Yay. For those of y'all watching on YouTube, I just watched my nephew take his steps. Let's go. All right, now. Get your, equal, catch your balance, playboy. Who we got? Ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, yeah, David, yeah. he got better footwork than you and Nick combined. Break about to have him running through the time already. All right, I'm about to put him through them Amaz Smith workouts. Watch, <laughs> he's gonna be backpedaling up a hill. Okay, he going everywhere. Oh Lord, he mobile. Hey, he's trying to find door. He's trying to go exploring. Uh huh. Yeah. So, but anyway, back to the screening. What you do get is you get some something similar to Xanax to keep you calm throughout the procedure. Do they give you a supply afterwards? Well? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, yeah. It's not like, congratulations, here's some Xanax. <laughs> That's how they do. <laughs> Would you like some hey, perks? I will, I will say a lot of people don't do the screening because of the cost of insurance. Like, now that I have free insurance for the rest of my life, I go for everything. I cough too hard. I'm like, gotta go. That's not necessarily true. The the screenings. So if you the the appropriate screening. So there's op, there's there's stuff that's considered beyond screening. But the original screening, a lot of insurance companies have changed that and they approve it because it's cheaper to screen somebody, say with a colonoscopy every ten years and pick up on a cancer, than it would be to have them come in diagnosed with cancer and pay for their chemotherapy, surgical interventions, and radiation. Okay. They, they look okay. at a cost versus risk benefit. So I'm going to look at it like this. I don't do insurance. My brother's a doctor, and I didn't know that. Did y'all know that? Yeah. Is, uh, did you say every 10 years? Colonoscopy is every 10 years, and they stop screening right. you at like 70. So you really only got to get three. It's supposed to be a one-time thing, bro. <laughs> it's three in 30 years. Hold on. Colonoscopies or prostate exams? That's really that's really too too many if we keeping it a buck. Can I split the difference right at fifteen? <laughs> oh my god! No, I split the difference. Right. Hey, we got the difference it. right at fifteen. And as long if the Lord blessed me to see seventy, anything after that is a is a blessing. Is extra anyways is what the words say. So I'm. Cool. We do stop screening a lot of stuff after like seventy seventy five because the the risk of you like dying from something else is usually so much higher than dying with it, like prostate cancer. A lot of people die. There's a mantra who say you die with prostate cancer, not from prostate cancer. Like people have it, and we just don't treat it. 
So after you turn 75 is when you should just turn up. Like, Well, yeah, they won't even offer you screening for a lot of stuff. Like mammograms, most women, I think they let them stop at like 70. But if they want to keep... Let the Lord spare me to see 75. Y'all think I'm ignorant now. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. It, oh, my God. My gosh. grandkids, oh, they are, in, they are in for a surprise. Oh, yeah, I won't be able to control my mouth. I'm going to say anything. Like, prom, when my grandkids bring their prom date around, I'm like, is she sucking? <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh god oh lord no i ain't gonna be an old pervert i promise yeah, i'm not shit brock was over there with he was raising his finger in the air thing yeah <laughs> don't even worry we got you don't even, don't even, i got don't mine we got you uh-huh heck yeah all right so next up this is our uh this is one of my favorite segments seasick with leno the wave god Oh, this has been there's been some pretension through this episode. Uh it's the sound of the waves, I guess. Leno, what what are you seasick about, sir? I am distraught. Seasick doesn't even begin to scratch the surface. Uh-huh. Jordan Poole. <laughs> even more so Clay Thompson. I've been rocking with Clay Thompson since forever. Well, not forever, because you've only been a Warriors fan for like four years, but okay. 2007, goddamn 20 years was 2003. You do the math since you're so smart. (laughs) I'm laughing because you couldn't do that math. That's why you pitched it on me. (laughs) (laughs) That's beside the point. Anyways, um, yeah, Jordan Poole and... Clay Thompson got me ten thousand pennies in debt right now. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it band with you. Somebody gonna have to see me about them ten thousand pennies. The way I feel about it, get it back in blood for real, for real. If I'm be if we if we be honest, you know what I'm saying. You got the you got the address because you done already sent you done sent the mugs and everything. You got you got mommy address and you got my address, so you could pick a spot to pull up at. You know what I'm saying? And we can and we can settle it Shaolin style if you want to. You feel me? You know what I mean? We can we can we can do it like Rocky and Apollo Creed in the, in the rematch in the re rematch. You feel me? I gotta to say something. In uh in Brick's defense, he gave you a chance to be down five thousand pennies, but you refused. See, he well, asked you multiple times. First quarter. In, in a First moment quarter. of in a moment of self-reflection, my toxic trait is I am going down with the ship. <laughs> for example, for for exa- I'm gonna give you an example. I'm gonna give you an example. I'm gonna give you an example. We were getting the Warriors were getting blown out game six. Philly was getting blown out game seven. If I'm Steph Curry, if I'm Joel Embiid, I'm not coming off the court. I'm not. I'm going down with the ship. I'm. I'm. I'm a go. I'm. I'm like the. I'm like the. I'm like the band on the violin on the Titanic. I'm gonna play that thing out until we at the bottom of the ocean. But I'm going down with the ship. That is my toxic trait. It is what it is. 
I'm, I, you know, it works in some. Sometimes it works, and but most time, I, you know, what I'm saying I'm at the bottom of the ocean. But it is, it is what it is. That's, you know, you can, man. You can add to that trait because you didn't pay me. But this is the crazy thing. If I would have lost, you would have took that hundred dollar bill that I showed you right then and there and walked out of the house happy. Oh yeah, because you because you flashed it, so you yeah for sure you would have got ran off. Leno never flashed the pennies. I ain't never flashed. Yeah, I ain't never. I ain't even show you my. I ain't even show you my cash tag. But you took that bet. That's fine. That's fine. I was very very. I was very confident, especially after that eighteen hundred kick started kicking in. I was, I was don't, oh, don't you blame the drink. Don't blame the 1800. You though. came in sober <laughs> on a honey. I'm blaming myself because regardless, I was going, he gave me plenty of opportunities to cash out. But what I say, I'm going down with the ship. All right. You made your that's bed, dog. Did. You got to lay in it, dog. That's yeah. Right. I'm yeah. And so I'm sleeping. On, yeah. And that's yeah. That's what it is. I'm not, you I'm not looking at no motherfucker. I went down with the ship. I thought Golden State was going to win, but you were so amped up and had the jersey on. I was like, if I win this, it makes it even better. <laughs> so it, it was worth losing that $100 if I did. But now I won it, so I won my money. I was real sad. I ain't going to lie to you. I was going out real, 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 real sad. <laughs> yeah, my mom I definitely thought we left. <laughs> the next day, mom was like, did y'all, did y'all go out last night? I was like, no. She said it was so quiet. I was like, that was the second half. That was yes. The sound, no, no. the sound of my despair is what you heard, or me snoring in the. I'm about to say, or Brick snoring. He was out, and the thing is, he kept dozing back into like waking up and would just get my money. <laughs> I'm over there just trying to get the over to hit. Nobody cared what I had to say. It did hit though. Shout out, shout out to them third stringers that get in the game and they just are on a hundred, just chucking. I yeah, love that. Shit. Green light I don't know. Green I'm not. Home. I'm going down with the ship. I don't care. Like football, we getting blown out. It's you know we down three touchdowns. I don't care. I'm going. You get a hundred yards. Yeah, I'm getting my hundred <laughs> yards. I'm a green light on. Hold into somebody. Right here, coach. Give it, no, give we no huddle. <laughs> we going down the field and we trying to score. I don't care you, if you throw that Montez Burfitt. Nah, because if a nigga hit me like Vontaze Perfect, we got to square up. and we gotta square You going to wake up three weeks later with your colon missing? <laughs> I don't know what happened. He said he hit you so hard, you got a colonoscopy, nigga. Yeah, nah, I'm not going out like that. Oh, Lord. Not- All right. Okay, that's seasick. Well, that was, that was a good one. And then we want to touch back in. We did it a couple times, but... I always love to see it from my dog, Shock. We got something we call In the Kitchen with Chef Shimbo. Shaco, what are we cooking up in the kitchen today? Well, my niggas, this is what we got. <laughs> we got an old classic, you know, bowl of goodness. So I'm going to walk you through the, the procedures to make this. Okay. Not the procedures, fuck that. The ingredients. Process. And then Got I'll it. show you the final products. Okay. So, first you get the damn white rice. Mm. The white rice, you get some cilantro. Mm. Get some lime juice in that bitch. Okay. Some salt. Gotta yeah. have salt in the rice. And then you get some black beans. You know, the Goyo black beans. And then, you know, you drain that bitch. You clean uh-huh. the beans. 
Oh, also no you can clean the white rice too as well. All right, yeah. everything clean. All right, yeah. cook that bitch up. Yeah. All right. Next, yeah. you gonna get the chicken. All right. Okay. Chicken. What type of chicken? Hey, it's gonna be it's gonna be the good chicken duck. It's gonna be cube chicken duck. It's gonna be Ooh. cube chicken duck. Okay. It's gonna be cut wait, up into wait, cubes. Wait, wait. Cube chicken is not good chicken. He's talking about talking, cutting it into oh, cubes. But are we talking about chicken breasts? Are we talking about chicken thigh? Are we talking about white meat? Are we talking about dark meat? Dang. Hey, it's to your liking, dog. It's to your liking, dog. You can do the thighs and the breast. Fix it up. Get up, Shino. Get up, dog. dog. Come on. You the chef. You got to do the dark meat, bro. Dark meat. You got to do the dark meat. If you do the white meat, that shit ain't hit right. Let's be honest, guys. Let's be honest here. Come on, Chef Shaco. Boom! Make that chicken, bitch! And then you go ahead and get some cheese. Okay. What type of cheese? Shit for me, preferably some gouda, cause that's the best kind of cheese. But it ain't gonna be gouda this time. Probably some Monterey Jack, something like that. All right. Yeah, yeah. And you are gonna get a dollop of Daisy, you know what I mean? Some sour cream. Uh huh. You throw that bitch in the bowl. Sour cream, right. disgusting. But go ahead. And then you know, hey, shout out, shout out to Lit. You gonna get some lettuce on that bitch too? All right. So the vegetables. That's what it is. Oh, that's why you shot me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We eat healthy right here, dog. We got greens on this bitch. Mm-hmm. Next Cilantro time. and lettuce. Got a bowl of goodness, nigga. Oh, Stop yes. Stop Chipotle, nigga. This is Chipotle. Chipotle. That's not from... That's, that's not... It's not Chipotle? Nah, it's not It's not Chipotle, dog. It's Chipotle. Sorry, I'm just grabbing my fork. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. In the kitchen with Chef Shimbo. All right, fellas. On that note, dang, he got me hungry. I need to go chef something up myself. All right. So we're going to wrap up. Everybody, we thank you for listening in to another episode of Do-Rags and Stethoscopes. But before we go, like we always like to do, especially here in season two, y'all got any words of advice, anything y'all want to say to the people before we sign off? Smoke weed. How you want to be treated? That's it. I'm going to say, hug your loved ones, give them their flowers while they're still here before you lose somebody that's close to you. Because we all have a day. We just don't know when it is. Hey, RP to Jerry Springer. But like he always says, uh, take care of yourself and each other. For sure, for sure. All right, y'all. From... Lit MD, Leno the Wave God, Brick and Shock. This is Durag and Stethoscope signing off. Hey. Hey.